Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm an Erper. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an Erper is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast, as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and find out if she has what it takes to be an Erper. Hi, and welcome back to Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast. Hey, Casey. Hello, Anne. You're all giggly today with your hair up like a genie. Well, it's been up. It was up in a huge Pentecostal bun earlier. I've oh. Every day this week, I've been looking a little bit more Pentecostal. I've been wearing my long dresses with the, um, with the tight pants underneath, with sneakers. It's That's an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's um, for comfort only. Oh, comfort right, only. Then. Oh, mercy, mercy. Um, so first things first, I did some erping in person this past weekend. Fun. Tell me everything. I did. So I went to an Erper meetup in a park in Burbank and the mobile billboard was there. (gasps) And so that was fun because it was like a fun, it was at a park. So there was that, but then the, the, you could hear the billboard pull up. And so it showed the, um, you mean that one that you were following around that one time? Absolutely. Because it's still oh, doing its rounds. Shut up. How fun. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun because it had some new artwork on it and they had the music and oh. we were all like having fun with that. And then um, I got to meet podcast cat, Cat Crimmins, for the first time in real life. Oh, my God. How was that? That was super nice. It was like, mm. like we're old time friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was super nice to finally just like meet in person. Meet in person. And then we did a little um, recording, just like some uh, mini interviews for the other podcast while we we're there and talked to some herpers and met some herpers. And I ran into um, a couple listeners while we were there. Really? Of our show. Of our show? of our show. So we got. <sighs> Fun feedback. Um, I talked to Boo. I talked to uh, Mitchell. uh, Passed out some Why Not stickers. Um, So it was just a nice day. Oh, I also met um, uh, Wendy from the She Nerds Out podcast also. So for the first time. Yeah. So it was super fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So I met two thirds of Snop. Nothing in Wisconsin like that. You've been looking? Me and True. You and True. (laughs) We're going to hang out in the parking lot over at the Aldi. It sounds like a great time. It does. <laughs> I'll send you some extra stickers and you you and True can maybe recruit some people. Okay. I'm sure you could get more people. You just got to work it. I have my bumper sticker on my car. Nothing. I know. I don't even have a bumper sticker. I'm going to have to get one. Mm-hmm. I think that's hilarious. Um, what episode are we covering this week? Well, we're on season three still. It's episode four. It's called No Cure for Crazy. It was written by Brendan York and directed by Ron Murphy. And No Cure for Crazy is a song by Kelly Pickler of American Idol fame. I like Kelly Pickler. I can't remember a, long, a she damn was on a song. Long time ago, wasn't, wasn't she? she like one of the first ones? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We have done, this is, we're recording episode 29. <gasps> and we've done 29. This will be our 29th full length episode. And then we have five like mini sods. We do? Yeah. Just we've like been very busy. Just like some of your um, emergency meetings we've had to have and um, <laughs> some of the sound bites. Those were like our mini sods, but <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Wow. That's a lot. Wow. Uh, how were you feeling about this episode? I really liked it. 
about it for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons? Yeah. Well, clearly it's not obvious. So I guess it's not obvious. No, I can't wait to get into it. I mean, I I was excited because I feel like a lot goes on in this episode. Yeah, sure Um, does. I like have all these questions. I'm like, how did you feel about it? Do you have it all figured out? Do you have all the gaps filled in? No. Don't worry. There's a lot happening. Okay. Uh, it'll unfold. Uh, hope. <laughs> oh, we're not. Okay. I, 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 I could go on. I just have like this <laughs> rambling of, of notes in the beginning. But, um, okay. I'm concerned for a couple of um, people. Oh. A couple of characters. Oh. oh. What? Really? I don't. Well, my concerns now? are not always your concerns. Well, there's a part. Well, do you want to talk about it now? My concerns? We can talk about whatever you want. I'm concerned about Nedley. That's one of my concerns. Because he's oh. looking tired and worn out and unshaven and exhausted. Like, he's been put through the ringer from mm. from the moment he's on screen. Like, I'm concerned about him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the way That's that Winona treats him in, in part of it. And... We'll talk about it. All Whoa. right, let's let's get into it then. Opening scene. Let's start us off. So we're starting off with Doc and Winona, and they're running after a rev, and they're running down the stairs. Um, and I want to just say this: they're talking about their stamina when they're running and everything, but just the fact that they can talk and run like that is like <laughs> pretty major. Because I can barely do a quick walk and continue conversating with somebody. It's it has to be, you know, really managed quite a bit better than that for me. But so I was, I was pretty impressed. And so they were talking about their stamina and running after this rev. And Doc said that he could keep it up all night long. I mean, I mean, day, day. And Winona, I noticed, is really extra smiley in this scene. Like she's bubbly and smiley and like funny. And she's not, she's definitely a different Winona right now than she has been in the last few episodes because you know of Alice and the, all that stuff right. but um she's like really seems to be enjoying herself on this run after the rev and so anyway the he's the rev is running and then all of a sudden this crazy ass tree jump jumps in front of the rev in the middle of the street and he runs right into it and bumps his head and mm-hmm. Winona gives him a roundhouse kick in the face and then she comments about her stamina again and how she didn't even break a sweat running and then the rev blames the tree for jumping out in front of him otherwise he would have gotten away and um it's like winona and doc didn't even notice that the tree jumped out in front of him that's in my notes i'm like i'm a little confused yeah do they do they think the tree was just in the middle of the road or like that's right are they just not addressing it or did they not see, they didn't see it coming out? I mean, they were behind him pretty, not very far. Like they were rounding the corner as this tree went out in front of the dude and he bumped his head on it. And I was like, okay, nobody's going to say anything about the tree in the middle of the road. But maybe, I, then I thought, well, maybe they're in on it. Somehow, like they know, they knew that that was going to happen because it's a special tree, but that never came about. So I don't know. Um and now that I think about it even more, did they even see the tree? Do they say anything about the tree? Mm. I don't know. Did they? Was it because then she says, yeah, you shouldn't take dragon drugs because it can cause hallucinations. Oh, but she I don't know if she meant hallucinations like that the tree moved 
or maybe oh, they never. I guess even that's what I thought. That what I thought that she meant that the tree moved. I mean that he said that the tree moved in front of him, and then she mm-hmm. made that about she made that comment about the dragon drugs. But now that you think back on the double, whatever Jeremy called it, not double hallucinations, but whatever it was, all the stuff that happened with Doc the, earlier in, or later, later, mm-hmm. maybe he didn't. Maybe they didn't see it. Yeah. I'm literally just thinking of that right now. Just because in my notes, I'm like, why did they not Mm -hmm. mention a tree in the middle of the road? Mm -hmm. Nobody said anything about it except for the Rev. Interesting. So anyway, Winona tells him, you know, that that's why you shouldn't be taking stolen dragon drugs. And the Rev claims that he didn't take any of it. And he had it in his pocket. And he heard that it doesn't matter anyway, because Dolls is dead. And um, Winona doesn't really take that lightly. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And she goes to shoot him with a peacemaker. And it glows like it's going to shoot, like it's prepped and ready to go. But nothing comes out. And she does it a few times. And it just, like, shoots blanks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she said and um so oh, i could th- i just thought of another thing i could have said there but that's okay so it say it blanks. again <laughs> no okay, not okay. a joke about shooting blanks um but nothing is coming up <laughs> anyway. stop it stop so it the rev, <laughs> the rev um thinks that you know, Winona should take a day off because obviously things aren't working and she mentioned she only calls in sick during shark week <laughs> Just like, which oh. I highly doubt. I was gonna say she's way too tough, in. right? Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, and Doc kind of just shuts that rev up by giving him a pistol whip, and then the dude falls to the ground. <laughs> he says, "Timber." Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was just thinking about the peacemaker part too, where I'm like, it kind of glows, but then it doesn't work, and she's like, you know, don't make me look stupid right now. And I was like, why didn't it work? Because it was out of bullets. Oh, you knew that? Why did I not know that? I don't know. Because they go back to the. I literally just to had to phone a friend to ask. For real? Thank, thank you, Laura, for always being there with your good memory. Are you kidding me right now? No, I was like, why did it? Why didn't Peacemaker work for her when she, when she was going to shoot the Rev in front of the jumped out tree? She's like, I think because they were out of bullets. And I know they go back and talk about needing ammo later on. But I was <laughs> like, why didn't she say something? there about like i'm out of bullets well yeah because well she spins the thingy like spins up thing and Mm -hmm. um it's not working and she tries to bang 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 shoot it again or whatever and um it's not shooting and the first thing i thought of though before i thought oh she's out of bullets was something's wrong with it because i've never seen her load bullets into it so i thought it was some sort of magic gun where you just didn't have to put bullets into it and then she started doing that with a spinning of the whatever and called the barrel yeah barrel okay and um i should have remembered that from bible camp shooting the guns there mm-hmm. anyway so um but then i'm i'm like oh no it's it's out of ammo okay i don't know why I did it. and it's so weird like little things that i totally miss and then i catch the next time around or like even some big things i feel like this episode for some reason i caught a lot of things like I noticed more things than I had before. Really? In this episode. Yeah. Or saw them differently. You'll have to point them out. I will. Okay. Um, and then we're in the forest and we see a new character. His name is Robin and he's played by Justin Kelly. Um, 
And what a cutie face, huh? You just said his name. Uh, oh, yeah. So now you know he's still. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Okay. That always makes you giddy. Um, so that takes us to our first question. Pearl wants to know what your first impression of Robin is. I, f- I honestly thought that something was, I thought he was like a crazy ass person who crossed over the, um, over the border or something like that. I thought there was something wrong with him, the way he was acting and, and that he like found the tree with the blood and all that. And then he, let me get to that. Yeah. So, so we see him, he's walking through the woods and then he sees a tree, which I'm just going to say it. It looked like a vagina. Yeah. Oh yeah. It totally okay. looked like a vagina okay. on shark week. Yeah, exactly. Um, with a substance coming out of it. And he's like, oh, even th- even I know this doesn't look right. And then what does he do? He, he touches it. it. And then he tastes it. No, that is so wrong. Only on this stupid freaking in the triangle that people do this dumb stuff. Have we it's learned rare. nothing? Like, what won't this guy lick at this point? Is he like, there's a potato on the ground. I'm going to lick it. Like, what? He just licks random tree, like grossness that is gross but now and then um choose a potato on the ground that he was licking that's weird i don't know because there was a potato in my kitchen earlier um and it's metallic tasting it's blood Mm -hmm. and then he looks down and there's like clothing in the snow and eerie music is playing and turns out it's a murder tree and then as he's walking away there's like the creepiest fucking eye looking out of the tree Was that scary or what? That was super scary. And that's why I thought he was just some person that didn't belong in the triangle because he knew he said it like, oh, it's a murder tree. Like he knew what it was. There was no doubt about it. He said it like, that's the name of it. It's a murder tree. Right. Like I find a creepy tree that's bleeding in the woods. I don't think I'd call it a murder tree right away. You would just. I would just. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say I'd shit my pants, but. I don't know if that's an actual fear response. Do you think people really poop their pants when they're scared? Why do we always say yeah. we shit our pants? Um, I probably think that peeing would be a. F- I think I would pee prior, before yeah, before you would poop your pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just haven't been scared enough. I mean, thank goodness, but <laughs> yeah. But anyway, stay out of the forest. SSDGM. Yeah, yeah SSDGM. I mean, yeah. that was the weirdest thing. Um, so then we're at. Uh, the scene of the fire in the woods. So we're looking at a sign that says Shelterland's Music Fire Music Festival Fire Memorial. And then it says on this site in 1996, a massive forest fire roared through the forest during the Shelterland's Music Festival. The fire burned for two days and killed 27 people. There were the fire left no survivors. And then we see that Waverly and Hot are in the forest. And um this is the fire that, of course, Hot mentioned in the last episode that she was a survivor from. And Waverly asks if anything look, looked familiar. And Hot mentions that it's been 20 years since the fire. And Winona corrects her and says, you know, instead of it being a fire, it's uh, just Black Badge speak for massacre committed in Bolshar's name. And then, and then um, goes off and asks Hot if she got rid of Bolshar's ring yet. Mm-hmm. But Hot hasn't because she's looking for the perfect spot that no one will ever find it. And Hot starts looking around as like, hmm, something's not right here. How fast do trees grow? Which is exactly what I was thinking when they were looking at the the sign and the trees behind it. I'm like, 
that's unusual. But anyway, so, some mature looking trees, right? Yeah, I'm no forest ranger, that's for sure. So um, she asks, you know, asks how fast the trees grow and Waverly very scientifically just says slow. And Hot says that she's seen old photos and that the whole place was burned to the ground, that there was nothing left. But the trees there are huge, almost like nothing happened. And Waverly said, well, one thing happened. You survived. She's always so positive. Right, so uplifting. Right. Yay. And then mentions that Hot was six and jumped in a canoe to escape the fire. And Hot already Hot mentions that she was already down by the river when somebody attacked the camp and she heard the screaming and the chaos. But then says... There's no fire. There is no smoke. And then she goes, it's all a lie. BBD burned the evidence and she was just a loose end. So we really asked if she's ever talked to her parents about all of this. And Hot says that they were fed the, the official version, just like everyone else. And um, Hot kind of takes offense to Waverly saying that. And she then says, um, did you ever talk to your mom about the whole not being an ERP thing? It was like, holy shit wow that was a yeah they got a little snarky with each other there Mm -hmm. and Waverly was like nice deflection Michael Jordan or Wayne Gretzky um so it's pretty obvious that Waverly doesn't do sports and um she says that she's not ready to visit her mom in prison and then suddenly the orange coat guy comes running through the woods (laughs) orange coat guy (laughs) and he had an orange coat on right yeah yeah. And um, what do you know? Holy small world. Waverly notices or Waverly knows him. And then he notices her bangs. And it's he um, apparently is just back in town and he just needs to see Sheriff Nedley. And uh, Hot asks where his truck is. And um, he goes, it's um, somewhere else, which is a perfect question, because where the fuck is his truck? Mm-hmm. We've never we never see him in a truck. Um, and then they walk off and the Robin and um, Waverly walk off and Hot takes Bullshire's ring and then tosses it into the woods. Right. That's crazy. Just Why am I not remembering anything about Bullshire's ring? It was at the end of the episode where she was in the cop car and she had it. Oh, that's right. And there was the eye contact with dolls. Okay. Right. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. So going back to that, it's like, okay, Nicole was six years old when this happened. Mm-hmm. We don't even know. Was she a strong swimmer? What is she doing? Six years old down by the river, getting in a canoe. That's little. How did she Right, My kid would never have thought of that. Right. Or any of my children when they were six years old, getting in a canoe to escape a, something w- horrible that was no going water on. wings. Yeah. Like she's just hanging out at the Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. some kids are more responsible than others. I don't, don't know. Don't even get me started on kids and responsible <laughs> right now. Um. So, yeah. So we got a little bit of answers there. She's obviously like, wait a minute. There was no smoke. There was no fire. This is all bullshit. Do you think um, that she was thinking of that? Like, right. That Like that just popped into her head. Yeah. I think right actually being there, she was like, wait a minute. I haven't been back to this forest. This is not adding up. Look at this place. Okay, because I was wondering, because I'm like, is she still, because she's still processing, which she's, it's not like she's been retaining these memories for 20 years. Right, it's all still coming up. It's all coming, it's all starting to just being, be uh, processed and stuff. Right. And so it's like, we get, I think we get, it feels like we get a little bit of information, but there's probably still like, what else is there? Right. Um, And then secondly, going back to girl, you got bangs. 
Um, Jessa wants to know how you're feeling about Waverly with bangs. Are you liking the bangs? Um, I'm liking them. I think that they're appropriate for the season. Mm, okay. Um, I'm not a huge bang fan of her, yeah. like, but it's, they're not horrible. She's obviously still gorgeous. And I mean, yeah, she could have whatever, a big unicorn horn coming out of her forehead and it would be fine. So true. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that in season four. <gasps> Do we? Yeah. It's a huge unicorn head. Horn. Or the whole head. <laughs> She's a Pegasus. She, she has a Pegasus wings. I know Pegasus and unicorn that. are totally different. A little, a little. Um, but I get where you're coming from, and yeah. I can't wait. Uh, but she, yeah, it's it's one of my least favorite hair styles she's had so far. But again, yeah. you it can't do any mean, wrong. Yeah. yeah, she can't do any wrong. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so then we're at the sheriff's office and Waverly is digging through some files and Jeremy's looking at satellite photos of trees with Nicole. And then Winona busts in yelling dipshit walking. And she's got that last revenant of who had the drugs. Um, and she's making all these silly doc impersonations about rustling up oh, some ammo. God. And then she's like, okay, now your turn. Do me. And doc's like, well, maybe once we're alone. Um, and I Hot's just you're not going to do your doc impersonation. Oh, oh, you want me to do doc? Um, <laughs> it's hard to do on the spot. And he's like, well, maybe once we're alone. Was the whole part where she did it. We're plumb on a projectile. going to sequester him till we wrestle up some ammo, then kapow. And then she like cracks herself up. There you go. You just wanted to give Lee something. <laughs> Whatever, dork. <laughs> no, I wanted you to. I'm like for thinking to myself when I was putting those together. I'm like for sure Anne's gonna do her best. It's so funny because I was trying to consolidate things so that I could like do more questions, and I was like, "What can I cut out?" <laughs> My notes. Cut out that. I know. Sometimes and I here just, we are talking about it. Sorry. Doing it anyway. It's perfect. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, well, maybe once we're alone." And Hot's less than impressed by their shenanigans. She's just like. <laughs> up to right um and again everyone is referencing doc's energy and stamina and his glow and then he says well i did do a seaweed scrubby yeah (laughs) jeremy was so cute when he said that he looks positively effervescent (laughs) (laughs) and then um winona kind of smugly turns to hot and says so deputy sheriff nicole hot Esquire, which doesn't even work there. Um, when were you going to tell me that you're the child survivor of a cult of Bolshar massacre? And then <gasps> Waverly's behind her, like shaking her head, um, which Winona quickly catches on and is like, which sucks dong, but sorry, uh, congrats <laughs> on the living. Um, and she turns to look at Waverly, like, what the fuck? And Waverly's like, hey, no more secrets, remember? And then Nedley walks in and he is talking to Robin about, hey, how's your dad and um, other stuff. And he hands, uh, Robin hands the paperwork to Nedley and it just says Woods help, which I think pretty much sums it all up. Like <laughs> the woods are fucked up. I need some help. Did you, what did you think of this guy? I, I wasn't sure what his situation was either. Like, as we've seen people just kind of stagger into the Ghost River Triangle before mm-hmm. and not known like, are you who's bringing the weird to the forest yeah. or right? Yeah. Um, even though Waverly was like, Hey, I know you, I still wasn't. Well, no, that doesn't matter. Cause they no. could. Cause he was right. weird, like weirder than Jeremy weird. Yeah. 
Like, oh, is he weird? Weird. Stop. I thought he was weird in the beginning. Um. Anyway, and then we're back at the Holy Trinity, and uh, Hot's like, "Hey, Winona, wasn't there something you didn't tell Waverly for like um years?" And she's like, "Yeah, you're right. It should have been more forthcoming." And Waverly's like, can you both just agree that you're sneaky, sneaky squirrels and try to have each other's backs for a change, please? And then Winona seems to make the first move. And she's like, she's really sweet about it, which I really like the scene. And she says to Hot, you know, we need you now more than ever. And Hot's like, I'm here with you. And then she like awkwardly pats Winona on the shoulder. And it's just kind of like this. this sweet but awkward softness to it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But you can see that they both care for each other. They just kind of don't seem to know how to do it. Um, and then Waverly pulls them all into a big group hug, kissing them both yeah. on the cheek. And then Winona's like, boobs mush. That was cute. Oh, so cute. So sweet. So soft. Um, and then Doc clears his throat and says, uh, the safe is empty. And since BBD is gone, they have no money or supplies. And then uh, Winona asks for good news and Waverly goes running to her purse. uh, And she's like, oh, I have good news, which I guess two flip phones is good news. But um, (laughs) since they lost their old phones in the woods, she went digging around at home and and she pulls out like she's in this giant purse Mm -hmm. and they're just kind of standing there waiting. And she pulls out like a bag of snacks, a toothbrush, (laughs) just like all this shit. and Winona and Hot are just looking on with disgust. And Winona says, give her a minute. Her purse is bigger than my vehicle, <laughs> which I had to that. laugh at because that's totally me. Not with the purse, but anytime we travel somewhere, I have I have overpacked and everyone makes fun of me. But then who, who always saves the day? Mm-hmm. You. Me. You should see my purse right now. I should empty it out for you. It's It's like that right now. I could probably cook a meal with everything that's in there. I have some comedy relief with some stuff that's in there. We could color pictures. It is we one of my could... favorite things on the internet when like people do one of those things where they unveil what's all in their bag and they yeah. lay it out and like celebrities do that. Really? Mm-hmm. It's fun. Just like to see the random things they have in their bag. Fun. If I just chose something right now, do you, is your bag by you? No, it's upstairs. Oh, I was going to say like, if I just chose a random thing. I think there's like a game show what where would, they do what? that. Okay. Do you have a nail file? Yes. That's okay. That's, that's easy. One. Um, dental floss. Yeah. Oh, these are too easy. Do you have like hard sucky candy? Hmm. No, but I have microwave popcorn. <laughs> this is your purse? Yeah. How big is your purse? Is it like an overnight bag? No, it's like like this big, like a purse size purse. That's like a briefcase size. You just showed me like a brief, like an attache case dimension. Well, it's like a crossbody purse. It's a purse. It's not like a messenger bag. All righty. Anywho, she pulls out some old ass flip phones that she's very excited about. And Wynona says, let's charge them up and then immediately delete all your texts from Champ. And Nicole's like, especially the photos. Yeah. And Doc leaves to look for things to shoot. 
with at Shorty's. Um, Wynonna tells Waverly that, you know, if you're ready to go see mama and then Waverly kind of cuts her off and she's like, I, I really can't handle any more surprises right now. And then Wynonna goes and grabs a giant file of mama's that's heavily redacted. And she says, Waverly, you're strong and you deserve answers. I'm just not sure if you're going to get the ones you're looking for. Um, but we can go to the prison after um, Wynonna and Doc ammo up and that mama is doing better. But is she? <laughs> uh, if this is better, I don't know what before looked like. Right. <laughs> so what happens? Oh, you want me to go into the next one? Well, they cut to the scene where mama is actually. Yeah. So, well, here we find out for like, it's clear. It's not prison. It's called the Ghost River Institute. Institute. Thanks for saying that. And I did. I know that I called it a jail in my notes. We kept saying calling it a prison. And then we're like, but is it an asylum? But this time it was clear to me that it was Ghost River Institute. Institute. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we cut to the Ghost River Institute where we see mama in a padded cell with what looks to be a doctor that she appears to have injured. And mama is smearing blood all over the walls, spelling out, never get out. And repeatedly saying, you have gone too far this time. You'll never get out. You'll never get out. So I'd say she's doing pretty good. Yeah, she's like really leveling off. I think think she's she's ready for like a family barbecue. The therapy's doing wonders. And did you say shmia? Shmia? (laughs) Did I say shmiri? Smeared it. She's smearing. She's smeared it. Smearing. (laughs) <laughs> is this another one of those fucking words that the internet is going to bother me about now? <laughs> do you know how many times we have to say demons in this episode demon demons <laughs> so now we're in the basement of shorties and doc and winona are there and they're mentioning um doc is mentioning how broke they are and everything and they're joking back and forth about like oh we're so broke but um you know Doc, don't you have any like old timey dick pics that you can do something? That's exactly what I noticed. Do you have any feelings really? or old timey <laughs> dick pics? <laughs> and but Doc doesn't skip a beat and he comes right back with this just suggestion about something he saw in a movie once where um girls were washing cars with barely wearing anything. And um then brings up the idea of having a bat a bachelor auction, which I guess people just like bid on bachelors so they're like flirty flirty and still winona is like this smiley and has this glow about her and doc has his glow back and they're all like getting back to winona and doc so that was cute and um they're looking around for the bullets and winona uncovers a cradle that doc made for alice and winona gets super sad and doc was like no you did the right thing by sending her away and winona claims that she always does that she takes the easy way out when things get hard And then, like Wayne's World. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I was doing there. Um, They go back in time. And um, it's Winona in the institution with her mom. And she's telling her mom that she's leaving purgatory. And this uh, is seven years ago. Thank you. Did it say that on there? Yeah. It said Ghost River uh, Institute seven years ago. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, um, She's like, no, I'm not going to take Waverly with me because she's way better off without Winona and with Auntie Gus and, and her husband. 
Curtis. Curtis. Thank you. And um, Winona, well, actually, mom is really pissed that she's like leaving her and also, again, says that Waverly can never know where mama is and what happened to her or whatever. And Winona mentions that she'll never come back. And then um, she then tells Doc that she never stopped being angry at her mom. Mm-hmm. And Doc, when I, Doc reminds Winona that she's not her mother. And Winona's like, yeah, right. It's in my genes. It's crazy. It's in my crazy genes or whatever she says. And Doc says that he knows Winona better than anyone. And he's still there. So, you know, he's not going anywhere. The crazy is not going to scare him away. And she goes, crazy knows crazy. And then they're smooching. And it's cut short because Hot walks in. And it's real awkward. I would just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. But then, like, Hot has a conversation, like, did I interrupt something? Yeah, because Winona always interrupts them. So she was like, oh, it's funny that now I'm interrupting you, huh? Yeah, but then just leave it at that. Don't go on and be like, nope, we weren't in. Nope, everything's fine. Are you sure I wasn't interrupting anything? Like, it went on, like, two extra sentences <laughs> it's because they're buddies and they give each other shit mm. i can't believe you just covered like three well that was like they were bouncing back and forth but you just covered like three scenes i, I want to go back yeah i want to go back to mama at the ghost river institute seven years ago okay go Be- well and because I, when i was watching this again i was like this scene to me i thought it was so interesting for a couple reasons um one that we had a time reference right so seven years ago um and it's a time before she left for greece right before she left for greece yeah and we don't see a lot of we don't see a lot of backstory we've seen those flashbacks when Mm -hmm. like they were little and the shooting papa papa Mm -hmm. is that what they called him daddy dad papa why does papa sound so like Papa Little House on the Prairie to me right now. <laughs> Where am I getting Papa from? Papa Smurf. Um, anyway. Um, but so anyway, so it's a time before she left for Greece. And then also just like Melanie looked so convincing there and believable as a seven, seven years, years younger Winona. Like she looked mm-hmm. super young there, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She didn't look, she looked totally different. Um and just everything about her being pre-air. Like she looked, I don't know. Oh, I just yeah. thought like it was a mean. small scene, but like her, the way she was made up, the way she was dressed, the way she was doing her face acting. It was just like, it wasn't the Winona we know now. It was totally a Winona pre-air. I thought it was interesting that they brought up Greece again. Are we going to ever find out why she was in Greece? Was she waitressing? Was she an exchange student? Was she um, living in hostels? Was she? What does the key mean on her necklace? Well, she doesn't even have it anymore. Well, she could probably go, go get it. It's just on the tombstone, right? Does it have something to do with Greece? Why are you saying that? Yeah, we know it does. She got it in Greece and it says... Athens or something on it. We have covered this. This is go back to an old episode. You're scaring me right now. As we've covered this. Anyway, um, 
And Michelle's all like, you can't leave her. And Winona's like, you left us. And Michelle's like, yeah, and I would do it all over again. Uh, And Waverly can never know I'm here. She can never come here. You've got to promise me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that I don't know that whole scene. I just saw it totally differently this time. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw it as just her there. I know. And I was like, this is like the first time we see pre her, like, we don't know what happened to her prior to her getting on that bus and showing up in purgatory. Yeah, you're right. Thanks for sharing that. Are you being a smart ass right now? No, not at all. Mm -mm. No. All right. So then we are, we're at BBD, right? And Jeremy and Waverly are talking and Jeremy's like, you know, what will happen to us now that we don't have dolls? And he's saying how this isn't good for his anxiety. And Waverly's like, listen, you just basically need to get laid is what she's saying. Um, You need to take a break and find someone new to talk to, preferably male. And he mentions that when he downloaded Tinder, he was the only match within 50 miles and he still swiped <laughs> left. That was funny. And Waverly's like, well, it could happen. You know, look, I met Nicole. And he's like, yeah, she walked into a bar. You whipped your shirt off. And that was that. Like a beautiful fairy tale porno. <laughs> I love those ones. Which I, I said that before. Oh, that you was did? an Easter egg I said a while ago. Yeah. A beautiful fairy tale porno. You said that? Mm-hmm. And I didn't say anything about pornos. That's weird that I didn't hear that. I know. I'll have to. Someone's working on the Easter eggs and cataloging them for us. So. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. You know, I was wondering that. Like, am I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to every single episode again and then, like, pick out what I think were the Easter eggs. I know. Eggs. It just started as a thing. And then it. I didn't know it was going to turn into a thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't keep track right away. But so it's harder to go back. But luckily, some of our listeners love listening to us at speed and a half, one and a half speed. (laughs) And that (laughs) marked down things for us. (laughs) Um, So anyway, he says uh, it's called a unicorn for a reason because there's only one of them. And uh, she's trying to set him up with Robin, who she starts talking about, who then happens to walk into the office. one of our listeners, a good friend of the show, Stacy, wants to know if you ship Jeremy and Robin together, Casey. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And what would their ship name be? Okay. Um, ship Jeremy and Robin. Robin. No. That's too close. Um. Jerbin. Jerbin? Okay. No, that's good. This one's a tricky one because. Is there one already? Yeah. Wait, no, let me think of one. Rob. I don't know. Go on. I don't think you're going to get it because it's their last names together. Oh, Um, it's it's Jetry. Oh, because his last name is is Jet, and Ra- and Jeremy's last name is Chetri. Yeah, I never would have ever. Yeah. I-, I forgot, and I had to. I had to ask. So, I was like, guys, I'm spacing. Well, that out. means that they're gonna be. <laughs> yeah, not only did no, you say- because because um, 
they're like way hot is well way hot's together but like why not isn't a i mean it's a friendship but doesn't mean they're gonna get together well dolls was around for a long time and dolls nona right was around for a long time right so that doesn't mean they're gonna Robinson get together be- they didn't get together I'm this in my head it's yeah okay yep their- yep they're gonna get together they're gonna live happily ever after have a little bit of a little tiny house on the corner with- yep they get facials together it's a whole spa day it's great um okay anyway jetry okay, so robin walks in and is like hey nedley said you could help me with a problem and that's when waverly's gonna exit right she's like mm, i'm gonna mm-hmm. leave you guys to to each other i forgot i gotta get my nails done chippity chip chip mm-hmm. and she grabs a flip phone flip phone flip phone and leaves and um as she's leaving the phone rings and it's the ghost river institution and they're calling because this is the last known number on the emergency file so she must have grabbed winona's phone by accident and they want permission to transfer Michelle to a more secure location because of an incident. And Waverly uh, agrees to uh, authorize the transfer, but she wants to see Mama first. Mm-hmm. My first thought was, I wonder how many times they tried calling that damn phone and it wasn't charged. Mm, right. Just went straight to voicemail. Went straight to voicemail. And so then we're back at the back inside the office and Jeremy and Robin have some like punny exchanges back and forth and it's <laughs> dorky and it's cute and flirty and they <laughs> and you're going to like it. And they talk about how Waverly is the best. And Robin says um, she was the only one who didn't make fun of him um, because he was really the only ro- one like himself around. And then Jeremy says, what gay? And Robin says, Irish, which that was so made funny. Me think of like, I loved him immediately. I loved him, <laughs> and he says, "No, gay, of <gasps> course." And then they make uh, a date to go back to the murder tree, mm-hmm. as you do. And then we're back at the institution, and there's a guard, and when and um, Waverly is there, like with her back turned toward where a uh, stairway is, where the guard is bringing up Mama, and um, Waverly turns around, and Mama's there, and she is like fucking shocked and Waverly wants to go in for a hug and mama starts freaking out and saying get out get out I'll kill you and then um after she screams mama's like she's unbound she's loose and is freaking the fuck out and Winona's trying to calm her I mean Waverly's trying to calm her down and like talk some sense to her and she's still freaking out and so mama gets zapped and then um the the um, guard who I think is shady from the get-go because he seems like a real fucking asshole um, is dragging her off dragging mama off and she keeps saying kill the demon kill the demon over and over again I'm so glad like, you took that part because you've got to say the d word demon 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 uh, this is a really important scene and I'm gonna Which assign one? the one that you just did and i'm going to assign you to go back to it what can i tell you my thoughts like three episodes from now what oh really yeah because i don't think that she was talking to waverly oh who do you think she was talking to i think that she's obviously got some challenges you know she might be a little bit mentally unstable Mm -hmm. and um she maybe sees things and she thinks that there is a demon there Mm-hmm. And that she's actually talking about like 
kill her, kill her. But you don't think she means Waverly? I don't. I didn't at when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. Now that I've just said that out loud and I'm thinking about what happens later on, mm-hmm. maybe she is. Mm-hmm. Well, that show, the show has a way of doing that to you. Like you think one thing, but if you think about it too long, then you're like, hmm, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but that was my first thought when I was watching it was like, oh, she's not even talking to Waverly. Waverly, calm the fuck down. She's not talking to you. She's like talking to somebody over around here somewhere. Right. In the background. <laughs> I think you said that. Wasn't there another time we saw Mama and you thought she was screaming up at the ceiling or just saying something into the air? Yeah, I don't remember what that was, but yeah, there was something. Mm -hmm. I think it was like the first time Winona went there or something. Um, But yeah, Waverly's like near tears and her face in that scene is just like, you feel so bad for her. She's so like apprehensive about seeing Mama there in the first place. And then when she is there, she's kind of excited right like i'm finally seeing yeah. you and then that whole shit goes down and it's just mm-hmm. heartbreaking um but yeah i just put down important scene for my notes because we're gonna we're gonna revisit this after we watch a couple other episodes i can't imagine what we would revisit it about we just talked about everything i think i think that there was a there was a big thing that happened there oh and I just remembered when um, I did say that when I thought she was talking to other like something above her mm-hmm. was um, when when she's like, not my daughters, leave, leave my daughters out of this or something like that. When um, Waverly was there or Winona was there and she was leaving and um, Mama started freaking out and she's like, don't or something about like, don't don't get my daughters involved or for what something like that. Talking about her daughters, but she was talking to not. Uh, the guards it made it look like she was talking to the guards. yeah like, that's what i was talking about mm-hmm. you had mentioned that before um and then we're back in the forest and jeremy and robin are chitty chatty talking about <laughs> trees and whatnot and um they they're they're not sure what they're looking for and then there's some medicinal pot jokes peppered in there and they become disoriented and Robin cannot find out where he was before. He's trying to get Jeremy back to that location to find the murder tree. And they're just, he can't find it. Mm-hmm. That's what you have for that one. Yeah. Go on. You can, Ooh, you can do more like- because my next scene is long and I have more stuff there. Oh, okay, cool. So um, we are, we're in the woods with Robin and with Robin and Jeremy. And he said, um, it was really cute because Jeremy's like, just my luck. The only other available guy in town and he's a murderer. And Robin asks, are you? And um, uh, he goes, available, not a murderer. <laughs> it was really cute. But then all of a sudden this fog comes in and I'm like, motherfucker, like this fucking fog. Every In every goddamn <laughs> episode, there's fog. Every episode. There's weird weather patterns. Yeah, and I mean, and Jeremy, you would think, would be like, mother of, just run your face off, because there's fog, and where there's fog, there's issues. If it's colored fog, if it's white fog, it doesn't matter, but he doesn't, and they keep, like, wandering around, like, no, and... Well, maybe uh, he was just love-struck, like, maybe the fog wasn't important to him. So next we're in the sheriff's office and Nedley is talking to Claude, who's some city manager, and he's talking about department cuts. And Winona walks in and Nedley says, um, 
you know, she's been deputized and she plays along with this whole gig and says how she's, yeah, she's part of a cross border task force, um, basically saying what Dolls' position used to be, right? And the guy assumes that she's a marshal and he's like, oh, you work for the marshal's office. Okay, that makes sense. That means um, we're fine because they'll pay uh, for part of the rent and we'll be fine. And Nedley's worried that this could all be over. And he says, not the fight, but the ability to fight because, you know, they don't have the funds right now. It's not like they would give up on their mission. They just right. They just, yeah, they're going to have to be a ragtag scrappy team. And uh, here we have Wynona say, Sheriff, look, you and Officer Hot are awesome. Okay. And as far as stupid cops go, the town is lucky to have you. So how about you grow a pair and tell the goons at the county office to give you the resources you need so we can all just go about doing our jobs and save each and every person in the Ghost River Triangle from dying a grisly and painful death. Um, which I was like, you go, Winona, right? Just clear, level-headed. And I've never really noticed this next part of the scene before. And I don't know why, because I absolutely loved it. Um he says he's tried and that he's been covering this shit up for too long and he's tired of it. And I think this is where you're talking about, like, he's looking a little worn down and tired, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost like he's near tears. Mm -hmm. Um, And Winona gets up and she looks through the glass window of his office toward hot. Who's just diligently, you know, clueless about what's going on in there. And she's doing some paperwork and she says, well, maybe then you should just step aside, you know, let someone else have a turn, someone who's still got some fight left. And then um, then we see Waverly walk in and she goes, oh, no, sad Waverly. And she takes off. And then Nedley and Hot kind of give each other like a little look, mm-hmm. a little smile. Yeah. And it was just it was this really sweet scene between Winona and vulnerable Nedley and then. Yeah, I just, I've never really paid much attention to it before. And you know how I thought about it? Hmm. I was like, man, Winona's being a little bit sassy to Nedley, like not kind, you know, it's not like it's a a pep talk. It's like a, like, yeah, you're an old worn out man. So let somebody else do this. You're, you've, you're done. And Hmm. I was like, oh, hmm. But you could tell Nedley was like contemplating it. And then he did give a hot, that little smile you know but i mean and she and winona spoke the truth you know like yeah Yeah. you're tired like just maybe this is time for you to step aside but at the same time the way she said it i was like yikes that was like a little gut punch man well and where did she like all of a sudden become like this truth speaker She's always been a truth speaker, but she yeah. usually made it but funny or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's it. She wasn't quippy about it. It was mm-hmm. just like a couple of her talks in this episode were just very like. Yeah, really. Yeah, like, she wow. wasn't very quippy, was she? You're right. That's what we're mm-hmm. lacking. Um, yeah. So then we're at the office. Now, do you know where we are? No, go ahead. Well, what if you never know where we are? I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> so um, Waverly walks in and she's obviously upset. So Winona goes to her in the office and, and um, Winona's like, like um, going after Waverly, like calm down, calm down because Waverly is fucking crazy. She's trying to dig through the files and she's like really upset and she's emotional and 
she tells Winona that she went to see Mama, and Winona's like, without me? Like, are you fucking kidding me? What did you, God? And she explains that she got this phone call and they were going to transfer her. Um, and Waverly's upset and um, is going on about that and the fact that it didn't go well and explains that you know, it's her fault that it didn't go well because she wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. And she, or no, Winona was actually saying it's, it's my fault that it didn't go well because I was never supposed to tell you, you where mama was. And, um, she comes out, Waverly comes out and says that like mama tried to kill her, like seriously tried to kill her. And, um, Winona gets pissed and she grabs the phone and she's like, I'm going to put an end to this and then Mm -hmm. takes off with the flip phone. It was like, not today, Satan. Mm-mm. And now we are in the forest again. Yes. With my fucking favorite. forest. Fucking foggy forest. And Jeremy and Robin, Casey's new cutie patootie besties, are mm-hmm. trying to find the murder trees. And they're baffled um, because they're, they basically have disappeared. They can't find them. And mm-hmm. they make jokes. This is where they make jokes about their one available guy in town being a murderer and then the fog rolls in and Jeremy's compass on his phone is going crazy. It's just spinning around and he realizes that the tracks on the ground are their tracks and they're basically just going in circles. Yeah. And um, here we find out that Robin is more of a jazz major and not so much a park ranger. He's really just in town to help out his dad. And it turns out that he hates the forest and Then a staircase of stone shows up and it's mysterious and foggy. And just as Robin's going to climb them, um, Jeremy's like, no, 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 do not. Because he feels it in a totally normal part of his body that the (laughs) stairs are just not meant for them. Right. I thought for sure he was going to go up the stairs, though. I'm like, well, here we go. Robin. Yeah. What did you think of the stairs? And. Like, what did you think the purpose of them was? What did oh, you God, think was going to happen? I, honestly, I have no clue. I've It could go in one million directions. Who knows? It's freaking purgatory. It could be anything. It could be where the Smurfs live. And then all of a sudden, everybody turns blue. It doesn't, like, there's no rhyme or reason of what it could be. It could have been anything. But you just knew that he couldn't climb up the fucking stairs. Like, don't do it. And I thought for sure... Something was going to come over him. He was going to get all glassy eyed and he was going to go up the stairs anyway. But luckily he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jeremy calls his sexy human bloodhound, AKA doc to help navigate them out of the forest. Um, yeah. At this point, you just got to wonder how bright Robin is because he's going to, he's licking bloody trees. He's going <laughs> to climb the stairs. If it weren't in purgatory, right? Mm-hmm. If I saw a stone staircase in the middle of the forest, I would totally climb it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it, as long as it, I mean, purgatory has a history of being wacky. So, well, and there was the fog. And the fog. the fog. Exactly. I mean, no, we just leave no. the goddamn woods. There's fog. Exactly. Exactly. You remember that dog park behind um, where the old tuberculosis hospital used to be? Yes. In Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And those staircases there. That's what it reminded me of. I don't remember the staircases. Oh, God, it was so fucking cool. I have the coolest pictures. And it was where the old tuberculosis hospital was. And there's the old, like, pauper cemetery and stuff. And it's right across from um, Freighter, right? 
it's not there anymore, but yeah, it's, mm. it was all back there. They tore it all fucking out. And there was like the old, um, sidewalks from the hospital and the grounds. It's oh, so cool. But anyway, I climbed the stairs. Let's just say that. And you're still here. Okay, good. Still here. Cause there was no fog. If there was oh, fog, it, I don't fog know is like the deal breaker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're back at the jail and, um, because Winona is there and she just takes out that gun and um she blows the lock away and nobody yeah. like uh, nothing it's not alarming nothing, not alarming at all she just opens the gate and comes on in and um she goes up to mama as because it just so happens that mama's walking out with the warden and some jailers and she is pissed like pissed, pissed. and she's threatening that if you ever so much as touch a strand of that perfect perfect luscious mane i swear to god and then mama gets on her knees and she says that she's sorry and winona's like for what you have done to waverly sorry isn't going to cut it mama goes not for waverly for this and then she grabs peacemaker and um it was like oh fuck what the hell is she gonna fucking do i thought that winona was gonna go with her like that was my Mm -hmm. first thought that winona and her were gonna run off like Louise, but she grabs the peacemaker and um makes the guards hand over their guns and the keys and um winona tells her that she's so sorry that she is making her do this and then or she tells winona that that and then she takes off and winona's like um like go get her i know where she's going she's gonna kill my fucking sister and then it turns out that the warden tells the guards to lock winona up right i was like what so they drag her off and she's screaming and she's like she's gonna kill my sister she's gonna kill my sister she's going to kill her and then they drag winona into the institution right uh for giving a firearm to a felon or whatever right and then we're back at nedley's office waverly's crying and hot brings her some tissues and waverly's like you're right you know reconnecting with estranged parents real bad idea And hot being the usual supportive girlfriend she is, is like, I'm so sorry that it didn't work out the way that you wanted. And Waverly goes on to tell her that mama called her a demon over and over again. And Waverly's wondering, um, I I heard it. I said it. I said it. (laughs) (laughs) And Waverly's wondering if that's why she left. Um, Is she a demon? No. (laughs) And Hot's like, your mom had a psychological disorder, okay? And then she shows her the file that she dug back 20 years in the archives for. And it turns out that mama was put away for arson. But they're like, why would you get 20 years for burning down your own barn? It doesn't make any sense. And why is there only one sheet of paper? And then in walks Nedley. And he says that he is the one who pulled the pages. He thought it was best if no one knew. Um. But now that Waverly is a grown-up and uses proper grammar, I guess she can know the truth. And it turns out that Mama went to prison because Waverly was in the barn when she burned it down. Oh, that baffled me. That shook. Because I was like, what the fuck? What? Because then I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. Then my theory about her thinking that Waverly is not necessarily the demon that, like she was talking to somebody behind her or whatever at the institution that she was seeing things. I'm like, 
then I thought, oh, fuck, no. Wait, she really does think that Waverly's a demon. Like, right. she's trying to kill her. What, like, what is her reason for having her own child in the barn? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Um, so we're back in the woods, and Doc is there to rescue the boys. And Jeremy's trying to describe where they are and what it looks like. And um, he's like, it's flat. It's snowy. There are trees. We're by a big ancient stairway. And Doc's kind of like running through. He's like, he's his own compass. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need help. He can find them. But then all of a sudden he hears his baby crying and um, he freaks out because I'm assuming he's thinking it's like, you know, Alice or something. Right. And um, he starts going after the noise and instead, Dead, he is overcome by this like insanely loud noise and flashes back to that brings him like flashbacks or something about when he went to hell. And then fucking Bullshar comes and I'm like, come on. Then he says to Doc, Will you do my bidding? And Doc's like, Nah, I'm not going to do that. And Bullshar's like, Well, I'm going to make you do it. And here's what's going to happen if you don't do it, blah, blah, blah. And Docs um, asks what he can do to not, you know, suffer. And then Bolshar is about to explain, but he says a simple exchange. And then like that, Bolshar's gone. And Doc's like at the cars, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting because he wasn't at the cars when he saw Bolshar. And um, the boys are with him. And Doc asks, asks them about the staircase, but it turns out, you know, that they got turned around and... Um, whatever and and when they went to look back the staircase was gone and jeremy asks if doc saw anything and and he says i did not and then he gets in his car and leaves Mm -hmm. and then the boys get in their car but it was funny because they were both going to go for the passenger side and then jeremy's like oh fuck because i'm driving um yeah so what did doc see bolshar i don't know i don't think so i think that it was a. I mean i think he was there but nobody else would have seen him you think he was there just like the stairs were or weren't there and the mm-hmm. trees were or weren't there mm-hmm. and then they just snapped him out of it when they showed up right but now i'm like oh great now what the fuck what the fuck is he gonna have to do um now, this scene I saw differently this time for a completely different reason. And it's, I think it was over the weekend that I saw this, but I was looking um, at old panel videos from Herbcons. And I came across a music one that was from Acon from 2018. And it was Andrea Higgins, Rob Carley, and Peter Chapman. And they showed this scene which is so weird because this was the episode we just so happened to be watching, right? That is weird. I didn't put two and two together when I was watching it over the weekend that this was the episode. They're talking about the music of Winona Earp in this panel from Acon 2018. Okay. And it's Andrea Higgins, Rob Carley, and Peter Chapman. And Rob Carley and Peter Chapman are um, the composers for the show. Okay. And then Andrea is the music supervisor. And they showcased this scene and it was cut right to when Doc is walking in the woods and they showed how um, first they showed the video of it cut with just dialogue. So there's Mm -hmm. no sound, there's no Foley. It's just like 
silent everywhere, but the characters talking, right? So Doc's walking through the woods and he's talking and then they show um, the baby crying, but there's no, there's no underlying or overlying music in the scene at all. So they show what it's like, you know, without it. And then they slowly start adding in all these elements. Uh huh. And it just gave me a completely different appreciation for this scene alone because you hear them adding in like the strings and the creepy piano and Mm -hmm. the baby crying. And Mm -hmm. when they first had the baby crying, I legit thought it was a baby crying in the panel. And I was thinking, whose baby is freaking out crying so loud (laughs) in the panel and like, go leave, like get the baby out because now nobody can hear what's happening. Right. Um, But I'll put the link for that that panel in our show notes so people can watch it. But it was really cool to watch that and then rewatch this scene because I was like, Oh wow. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, that would be. It's super interesting. I don't think there's any, I'll double check that there's any spoilers for the remaining part of season three. Um, but it's really cool to watch. So happy. You know, it. and it's hard because now as a newbie watching them all for the first time, I'm not even really even, I'm noticing some of the music, but not really all of it. Like, I didn't even realize, like, there was music playing in that scene. But when I would do a rewatch now, now that I'm not, like, so intense on the specifics of what Doc is doing and what's going to fucking happen, I can go back and really start taking in some more of the Well, and from the listening to the panel, I guess there's a certain theme that plays when Bolshar is around. And I hadn't even noticed that that was a similar, like he has a sound. (gasps) Okay. So now I'm going to go back and watch it that way and see if I notice that. Mm -hmm. So like little things like that, that it's like, oh yeah. But you wouldn't really pay attention to that the first time. No. Mm -mm. I mean, obviously there was something at the funeral and that, that music, I was like, oh God, but like the just the scene that you just described I, I honestly I was like too intense and like what the fuck is that crying and what's right. gonna happen and why what is he hearing in his ears and blah 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 but yeah um so yeah so now we are back at the ghost river institution and it turns out they put Winona in the same room that mama was in and she reads it. right well this is not a priority uh mm. and she reads the wall that says never get out and she's like like hell I won't and then the guards come in and it turns out they checked out her marshalness and she was flagged as a fraud. And she's like, no, 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 that's not what's going on. Um, and anyways, you should just really put out a bolo for my mom uh, because she's going to kill my sister. Which is what? I know what this is. It is a. I thought she was saying bogo. Buy one, get one. Buy one, get one. <laughs> Hey, Google, what does BOLO stand for? Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. lookout. Thank you, Google. (laughs) I don't know why I couldn't fucking think of it. Be on the lookout. I'm going to have to use that. Put out a be on the lookout. Uh, But he says he can't because admin is on his ass for roughing up some guards. Or no, for guards being rough. Um. And then this meathead guard is like, yeah, let's kill her. Because it turns out he's a rev. Like his voice gets all crazy, which I kind of suspected. Yeah. Well, I knew something was was off with him. Yeah. Um, 
And then he tases her. And as she's going down, she still flips him off. Like, oh, crap. I didn't even see that. Yeah. She totally flips him off. And she's like going down electrified. I thought it was interesting how he had that all figured out. Like, um, you know, we're going to we already know that we have a we have an alibi or whatever it was. There was a reason why the little sister would have been killed and then mama got out and um, killed Winona. However it went down. Now I can't remember. Yeah. He had a whole scenario. And I was thinking to myself, because for a hot second, the um, warden seemed halfway decent. And then all of a sudden he wasn't fucking decent. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. (sighs) Can't trust any of those guys. Can't. Um, Then we're back at the station and it's Nedley hot and Waverly and poor Nedley. I'm just like in it for him this week. Like I just, my heart is, is, is hurting for him. And um, he's sharing about what happened that night. And I was like, this is so much. So he got called to the scene and the whole barn was torched. And um, there was Waverly, like she got out and she was covered in soot and she was, she was um, unharmed though. And mama was locked in Ward's patrol car. And she was the one who set the fire but he kept saying like she wasn't herself everybody loved her she wasn't a murderer she was a great woman and and she was like you know like just miss personality and and everyone in town just loved her right um and that she kept insisting that she was trying to van- vanquish it vanquish oh my god <laughs> yeah vanquish vanquish yeah. a demon and um Natalie was felt horrible, but she had, he had to follow the orders and the orders were to book mama and he did it like he was told to. Um, and ever since that uh, night, he's felt bad and he's always been trying to make up for it. He's been keeping a watch over Waverly. He attempted to help Winona, which obviously backfired. Um, and then when he became sheriff, he pulled the report because he didn't want anyone to see it and see what happened um and he just doesn't know what happened that night because there's not an evil bone in michelle gibson's body that's what he said and um waverly says if there's anything that she's learned over the past few months it's that evil wears wears many faces Mm -hmm. i was like snap who's she talking to is she talking to nedley and like Like, and then you could even see it on nedley's face like ouch man that fucking hurt because she was serious she's like like where'd sunshiny waverly go all of a sudden right oh but she also interject interjects at one point in there saying um when he's saying when nedley's saying that she kept insisting that she was trying to vanquish a demon uh uh waverly says um a demon she thought was me oh yeah that's right mm-hmm. that's right i am I, okay well i'm guessing we're gonna find out but anyway go ahead and then uh we're back yes. at the ghost river institute and the rev has winona and he's gonna kill her and then he says that well you know waverly isn't an herb that's the only reason she's not dead already and winona's like <laughs> You idiots. Uh, I had a kid. So that means no matter what they do to her, um, this game's going to play out again and again with her daughter. And then she kicks his ass and she says quippy, quippy stuff and a whole lot of butt kicking happens. Um, Also, yeah. 
not one person came out of that institution trying to find out what's going on between that guard and I know. Are there any other prisoners here? Are there, is are there, there any, any other prisoners? guards? Are there any other employees? Like, are there any alarms you can trip no. to be like locked down holding cell five? Uh, right. Thank you very this much. This is a case of pulling the thread. I mean, it was great that I thought the fight scene was fucking awesome. I loved every second of it. It was such like, a good fight scene. What? And but, she kind of uh, references dolls training her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. Yeah, it was nice. Um, and then then she shows up in the warden's office with the head of the Rev. Yeah. Like, no big deal. Mm-hmm. I have a head. And mm-hmm. she like shoots it into the wastebasket, like she just sunk a, a basket. Um, and then she, I was gonna say goal. She just no. sunk a goal. No. And she asks the guy to uncuff her, and then he's like, Michelle Gibson's finally gonna kill her demon child. And Winona points a finger in his face, and she says, "You guys suck at treating mental illness." <laughs> um. And he goes on to surprise her by saying, oh, you think this is the first time she tried to kill your little sister? Yeah, he just threw it right out there. Fuck. Yeah. Why do you think she's been in here so long? And mm-hmm. she's like, uh, what the fuck? And then she storms out. You know, I thought was weird. I didn't even realize it was something that Winona didn't know about. I just assumed that she knew about it. And she was in on the secret. Like, that's why she was there. But no, not. she didn't know. No, I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. So we're back at the office and the boys are looking at the photos and all they got were pictures of the mist. There's no staircase, which I could have told you that was going to happen. You knew that was going to happen? Yeah, for sure. I figured that. Yeah. Um, but they can't figure out why. And Jeremy asks if there's anything in jazz history that could explain that. And Robin is like, um, it sounds like the Delta Blues and songs about making deals with the de- devil. Who would do that? And Jeremy's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who would do that? Uh, but and it's kind Jeremy- of interesting because this whole show is like all devilly. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> um, and then Jeremy realizes with that comment that Robin said is that they could have been having a delusion at the same time, a shared psychosis. And then Robin um, slyly asks about going on a date bowling instead of talking about that stuff. He don't want to talk about anymore. Um, So they're talking about that. And Robin turns around and coughs some crap out out of his mouth. Like what the fuck? And he blames it on allergies. It was like, he coughs up dirt or ground up Oreos. I'm not sure which. I mean, it could have been a number of things. It could have been the vegan snacks from earlier. Could have. Mm, he was really knows? wolfing those down. But, but I thought it was. Um, I thought it was a little creature. I thought it was going to get up and run away, but it didn't. And then he's like, mm, "I'm all good. Text me later." Yeah, I mean, I would have freaked the fuck out. Are you kidding me? I would have been like, hum, hum, mm. this just came out of my mouth. I mean, probably wouldn't have done that if I just met that person and I was interested in them. But I would at least would have like ran out like this. Oh, shit. Like, what the hell? Just what is that? What did he do with it? Did he wipe it on his leg? Oh, my God. I'm just making. Okay. So I was just now thinking, why has he been so calm this whole time? Right? Right. And then I'm remembering back to the part where they were talking about the, the medicinal pot. Yeah. And then he, he says that he doesn't usually do that stuff, but things have been weird lately. 
And then he was so snacky when he went back to Jeremy's office and he was saying he gets hangry. Has he been high this whole time? (laughs) I think he's, no, I think he's high for real. Really? I think that's why he was so snacky. Mm, Maybe. Mm. And that would explain why he's so blase about all this weird shit. I don't know, but it would have freaked the fuck out of me. But maybe I wouldn't have shown it if I was in front of somebody that I was interested in, but I would have been like, (laughs) and then I would have called you and I'm like, oh my God, Anne, I just coughed up (laughs) the weirdest shit. I'm going to send you a picture. (laughs) Better yet, I'm going to put it in a baggie and send it to you in the mail. Right. You wouldn't say something in front of somebody you're just starting to get with. No, I wouldn't have said it in no. front of them, but I, you better believe I would have called some people after yeah. and taken some pictures. That's of it. just like when people are choking in a restaurant and they go to the bathroom and that's where they die because they don't want to choke in front of someone. Did I ever tell you about the time I choked in the restaurant when I was at? Um, no, but why am I laughing? <laughs> For real exactly. choking? Why are you laughing? Because you smiled I at me. I was choking. I was seriously fucking choking like this. Look at I was doing this. International symbol for choking. For choking. I was eating a burger. I shouldn't have been eating the burger. That was God telling me I shouldn't have been eating this fucking huge burger. So then this woman who is going to be my new boss, actually, and I love her. She's sitting next to me going, she can breathe. She's fine. Patting my back as she's eating her salad. (laughs) She can breathe. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I fucking couldn't breathe. And so Tiffany, another employee, comes around and she starts doing the Heimlich on me. And I piss my pants. <laughs> so then I have to figure out, <laughs> how am I going to, what am I going to do? I no, 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 you didn't. This is not real. You, it's real. <laughs> Did the burger come flying out like it does in the movies? It showed it. Out of I your mouth? I, I put it. Yes, I was holding a napkin up and it flew out into the napkin. I was like, holy shit. But then I'm worried because I fucking pissed my pants. And so I'm sitting next to Natalie, who's again going to be my new boss, who for sure knows I pissed my pants. But she's so kind. She's the sweetest soul in the whole world. She's probably noticing because I had to go to the bathroom, obviously. So I ran to the bathroom and I come back and I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to have to sit in my piss until everyone is done because I'm not going to get up and everybody's going to look at my butt and see that I did a big number one. So I had to, we sat through the rest of the meal. I finished the burger. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best part. And then um, we were paying the bill and I'm leaving. And so I'm trying to stay back. I'm trying to keep back in front of everybody. And nobody's fucking letting me be the last person. They're all coming back to talk to me. And I'm like, just go, just fucking go. And so they're all going to go like to a bar or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to go to my room. Did you have a long shirt you could pull down? Girl, no, no, I didn't. It was the worst. (laughs) And then I had to wash the pants in a um, sink because I was only, I was there for a conference. So I only brought like, not that much. And I had to wear those pants again. Oh, it was the worst. Honey, you, you know, we're doing a podcast right now, right? Yeah. I love that you are so comfortable with yourself that you are just, you're okay telling the whole world this. Oh yeah. Why? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> should i not i 
just think it's okay, you can cut that out. I'm not cutting that out. Are you kidding me? I, I, I was just my pants you. laughing my ass off. <laughs> I'm laughing because clearly she made it out alive. Right. right. Thank you. And also kudos that you continued to eat the burger. <laughs> like I'm a savage. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the best part though anywho <laughs> you got any more ketchup <laughs> gonna eat that pickle <laughs> i don't know how we got into chicken but i, I choked but on a reese's peanut butter cup one time like like for real okay. choked you you you're cpr right because of your work like i'm yeah. certified mm-hmm. in all that crap so I know that like you probably <laughs> you were coughing, which means you were still getting oxygen, which is why you're not supposed to do not the until after she knocked me on my back. Okay. But then because, Natalie's yeah, like, if someone can talk or if they can cough, yeah, you're still getting ox- you're still getting air through. Yes. So you're not supposed to do anything or mm-hmm. you can make it worse. Right. right. I choked on a peanut butter cup. I was in like middle school or high school. And we were on my friend's front, my friend's front porch. And I literally was get like nothing. Oh Nothing. God. And there are two other friends there. We're like, was it a mini or was it a big no, one? No, it was your uh, the regular size. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, but it's peanut butter, so you know how it's like. Nuh. And oh, um, they're just standing there, and I couldn't make any sound, like no sound. And I literally I did the Heimlich to myself over the railing over the, of oh, the porch. Oh, <gasps> how scary! Did they catch on? No, I think I just oh, parked like, it up over the and. I don't remember the rest of it, but I just remember it like in sync. Bye, bye, bye. I think and then, then we went were. back <laughs> inside and watched Children of the Corn for the 97th time that summer. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we get off the rails so badly, but okay. Well, because Robin. Robin was. Yes. Her. Okay. So see, it all ties in. Then we're back at the homestead. And Waverly is fireside and she's listening to mama tapes from mama's therapy. Um, do you have to go? The dog come in? No. What? I thought I saw a spider, but I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep it cool. Yeah, real cool. Couldn't tell you were distracted at all. Um, but it's a very domestic way hot, right? Like Waverly's in a robe and hot's yeah, in her cutie cool. unicorn jammies. Um, and, uh, mama's talking about cardinals and the therapist is asking about her family. She says she's like, she likes it there. And that, um, you know, they promise not to contact her girls and it's very important to her. That promise is very important. And then her voice changes and she starts saying things like, can you please shut up for once? Um, like she's talking to someone else. Right. And then, um, she's talking about sparrows and robins and magpies and then hot walks in and brings her a cup of tea and asks if um there's been anything helpful on the tapes and waverly's like well she likes prison and cardinals and she doesn't give a rat's hiney about her family and hot's like you can say ass you know and then doc busts in and Mm -hmm. um he starts rummaging through the mostly empty whiskey bottles looking for the good stuff and waverly's like no i think we have some in the bar and i'll go get some why don't they just keep it in the pantry or like like why is it gonna be out in the barn exactly and who the fuck would go out to a barn at night it's dark out there in fucking purgatory it is oh god 
that just gives me. And they really don't even have like a dog honor. to go with them or something. No, I'm going nothing. to the mailbox just, at night by myself without the dog. No, no, big chickens. Um, anyway, and then uh, so yeah, so he sits down while Waverly goes to get the whiskey, and he's sitting with Hot, and she's like, you know, I could have just made you some tea. And then um, we hear Mama talking more about magpies, which we don't have magpies here. And I don't think we have them in Wisconsin. I don't know what that Um, is. But I used to follow this magpie on uh, Instagram called Penguin Bloom. It's like this whole story of like this kid who rescued this little magpie. And it was a really cool story. They made it into a movie. Um, Oh. I know. Magpies fascinate me because crows fascinate me. There was also this... um, this junkyard. I can't remember where it was, but it was called Magpie Ranch, and it was really cool. I'll have to look this stuff up. Um, anyway, he hears these voices on the tape, but he's the only one who hears them, and he's freaking out. Um, and he's like, Officer Hot, like, tell me you hear this third person. Tell me. Um, and, and she's like, there's nobody else there, Doc. And he's like, this is not going to be enough, referring to the whiskey. And then he's like, we will not be enough. Oh God! Like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. So then we go out to the barn. Uh Jesus, the barn. First of all, well, whatever. So we're out of the barn, and um, she goes in looking for this whiskey. What they must? They just have like boxes and boxes of whiskey. They buy it at Costco. They get it by the case. Yeah, they do. Like the big, biggie bigs, and um. she runs into mama. She's like, mama, mama. And, she, and there's mama with a pentagram on the goddamn ground and her lighting candles around it and telling Waverly, leave now, leave now. But it's too late. It's too late. The demon is already fucking here. And Waverly asks if the demon is her, which I thought was a great question. Right. Especially in pressure. And mom was like, no, but she came for you. And then and Waverly turns around and all you see is her face screaming and um i reacted in a, such a way that emmy woke up off the couch and saw that so she's scared for life <laughs> you <laughs> screamed and then your daughter came out and saw that creepy yeah so Ooh, okay we're gonna need a lot more uh coffee spot for us to now pay for your child's therapy too mm-hmm. great yep. then we're at robin's dad's house i guess um and he's going to walk in and he's like Dad, have you been gardening out here? Because there's some plants <laughs> growing in the snow. Snow, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he squats down to take a photo of his dad's great gardening, I guess. And then a creepy ass tree limb comes out and grabs him and drags him across the snow. Oh my God. What in the fuck? What in the fuck? So. Then we're back at the homestead and Wynonna is driving up in this caddy, which is the warden's caddy. And um, she's screaming for Waverly and she walks into the house and I am like, literally like this the whole time. (laughs) What the fuck? Making that face. And there is hot and Doc and Waverly, and they're sitting at this table, and the camera work is different at this part as well. It's kind of more like a bubbly 
feature or something like that filter from Snapchat. So um, they are sitting at this table and there's all these desserts in front of them and there's a light above the table and it's kind of all illuminated and they have these looks on their faces like hi like nothing's wrong they're just sitting there acting super shady not shady like overly pleasant I suppose which would be shady for them and um she goes oh you know like you're all here and then doc goes of course it's the place to be and Winona um asks if they saw mama and then a woman shows up with more desserts in her hand. And she's like, don't worry, mama's locked up in the barn. And Waverly says, Jolene showed up just in time. Like, who the fuck is Jolene? Jolene, played by Zoe Palmer. Okay. So she's going to be around a little bit. Um, and then she starts saying that she you know, has these desserts and you better do some squats because she makes her favorites and she's going to eat a lot of them, obviously, because she starts shoving them in Winona's face. And I'm thinking, don't eat the fucking, you know better than this. <laughs> Spit it out. Don't eat it. But she continues to eat it. And then, of course, she is like into this. She goes like straight into the same frame of mind that the other ones are in. and. Um, She's and uh, then the girl who I forgot her name was now. Oh my god, Jolene! Jolene, thank you, Jolene, 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 Jolene. I won't, I won't forget it now. And um, Jolene's like, You better keep your strength up because there's a demon coming. And Winona goes, There's a demon coming, like all weird, like she had no clue what she was talking about. And then they're like, What would we do without you? And Jolene's like, oh, die. You would just die. And then she sits down and starts eating fucking more. And that was the goddamn end. And in there, Jolene also says, there's a demon coming and it's going to kill Waverly. Oh, God. So what do you think about Jolene? Jolene is problematic. She is. She's just baking some baked goods. She is problematic. And now I don't know what's going to happen. I don't understand what's going to happen. I don't know. It's all fucked up. And I'm very concerned about Robin. And where's Jeremy? He doesn't know what the hell is going on. He doesn't know that Robin's gone. And he doesn't know what's happening at the homestead. He's going to walk in on it somewhere. Who's going to walk in on the homestead? Well, Jeremy's going to walk in on something. You think? What do you think is going to happen next? What are your questions? I have no clue. I think that Robin is going to be um, stuck in a tree, like that creepy one-eyed thing stuck in the tree. Oh, in okay. We're just going to see his and eyes. It's going to be some sort of like prisoner. Yeah. And he's going to be freaking the fuck out, which would be a total nightmare. Um, and... Mama, well, is she in the barn or is she dead? We don't know really because they're all fucking nuts. I don't know. I have, I don't know. This one threw me for, I have no idea. And oh, Nedley, he's not in the, he's not in that either. So he's going to maybe walk in on something too. Who knows? Like, are they going to be harmed? I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So you 
do you feel like Jolene is there to help? Oh, no, that's not what I thought. I thought that she was the scary lady behind Waverly. Oh, you sh- you think she's what we saw in the barn? Well, where else would she come from? I'm just asking you questions. I can't tell you one way or the other. I'm just asking you questions. Well, that's what I thought. No, I don't know. Oh, I'm not where trying to trick you. I'm just literally just asking questions. Oh, I don't know. No, I just, I, you I, always have good instincts. Do I? Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's what I got. Not much. Oh, Erp, uh, Erp Detector from the Twitter wants to know, how do you think Mama would react to Waverly dating a woman? Hmm. Um, all I'm going off of is fake Mama. That was like a figment of. Like the two seconds that she mm- met her. No, no, no. Fake mama from um, when Winona was like hit her head in the accident. Oh, in the truck. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that maybe like that would be her personality. So I'm, I'm thinking that she wouldn't have an issue with it. Like she'd be like, what the fuck ever. That's uh, a good point. Cause we don't know mama and now we just see crazy mama. Right. Uh, Tammy wants to know, would you taste the substance that looks like blood coming out of a tree? No, no. Who would? I might put my finger in it. Even though you know not to touch the goo anymore? Well, he didn't know that. I would totally put my finger in it. Yeah. I mean. I would touch it. I would touch it and smell it, but I wouldn't lick it. Yeah, you have to smell it. (laughs) You smell everything. (laughs) You smell it. I smell literally everything. I mean, like, why is the sap red in this tree? Is this a different kind of tree? Is this how they get like boysenberry syrup at Denny's? Like, what? What is this? But I wouldn't taste it. Maybe I would taste it. It's a tree. No, it's you nature. Wouldn't. You wouldn't have tasted it. if once you saw it was red. No, you can smell it. That's a cool. Right? Yeah, you don't taste things. No, you don't. No. No, and especially you, you now wouldn't with have tasted it either because you would have saw that it was red and you wouldn't have tasted it. You would have taken a picture of it. I would have Googled it for sure, but it Google wouldn't work because his compass was flipping out. I would have also kicked the um, clothing around the tree. Like I would have tried to like dig that up with my foot. <gasps> yes, Not your foot. You would have used a stick. Everything was frozen. What if there was a, a, what if you kicked it and there's a body under there? Then I would. No, mm-hmm. always use a stick. If you're going to poke things, use a stick. The stick would break. I Don't mean, use your frozen. body. Don't get like a big stick. From where? Everything is frozen and covered the in forest. Snow. There are trees everywhere. You wouldn't kick it with your, you would kick it with your boot. You wouldn't go find a stick. Everything I would have had a stick covered. the moment I walked into that forest for poking things. Okay. Go you go. shouldn't even. You shouldn't even go into a forest without a stick. What if you have to hit something like a bear or poke something like a bear? Make sure it's not <laughs> a dead body. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I'd bring a uh, ski, ski um, pole. I don't have a ski pole. I was going to say, do you even have a ski pole? (laughs) Go to Goodwill, get a ski pole. 
And then I would go to the forest. There are always sticks in the forest. Just get a stick. There aren't. That's the thing. There's a good walking stick. Anyway. So we have a voicemail from True. And remember earlier I said that we, I forgot to point something out to you in the opening uh, title credits Mm -hmm. last week. True called in, called in, left a voicemail on our website to point it out for us. Let me cue that up for you. Hey, Ann and Casey, True here. Besides the obvious kudos on your ever-entertaining podcast with friendly banter, tender moments, and chipmunk giggles as I scrub to find where Ann says demon, I think there may have been a missed moment. Did either of you notice anything different in the intro graphics in 303? Might want to have a look at that. Um, Anyway, sending lots of love to you both and looking forward to the day that you are all caught up, Casey, and you can erp with us in real time. Not much more to say, just checking in. So, okay, bye. Did you hear those birds just happily chirping in the background? Where was she? In Snow White's forest? Not a murder forest, that's for sure. That's for sure. They were the loudest little Tweety birds. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is... Can you see it? Is it a new graphic? What? What does it say? So I told that devil. Colder weather. Catherine Burrell. It's the first time she made it into the title credit. Really? In one of the, like, like this with her face. Why? She was always just one of the, like, like the rune still shows up. Mm Mm-hmm. Really? What how did she get the um the um I don't know what the difference was. It was just the fandom noticed that that was the first time that she Oh, like, good made catch, it into guys. The- My god, people are on it. On it. Yeah, I'm not on it. I it takes me forever to catch on to things. I Hence why I watch the show a million every times. Time. I'm in it. I'm there for the whole credits. I don't skip the intro. No, we don't do that. No, but I've never noticed that. Wow, that's a good catch. Thanks, True. Um, and then I joined this Discord a couple days ago, and somebody reached out to me and said, Are you Anne from the Why Not podcast? And I was like, Depends on who's asking. No, I was like, yeah, I am. So Helen left me a message and it was very lovely. So I wanted to share it with you. She said, sorry if that sounded creepy or something. Ha ha. Oops. I just wanted to say my name is Helen and I'm in the discord uh, that you just joined. When I saw your name, I freaked out. I just wanted to say that I absolutely love your podcast and I look forward to it every week. I'm a full red mint. I love the way you and Casey bounce off each other and are constantly making me crack up. Not so long ago, I had a pretty bad day, so I took a long walk listening to the latest episode, and by the end, I can't tell you how much better I felt. Your constant Easter eggs and the way you lead Casey through each episode with your herb knowledge balanced with Casey's fun new ideas and reactions and how she picks up little details, some of which I hadn't even noticed after watching the show 70 million times. Uh, (laughs) are some of my favorite things about your podcast. You both 
Uh, you're both such lovely people and never fail to make me laugh and just fill me with so much joy. Keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is amazing. Um, also, also, I love this Urper life so far and hearing from all the musicians on the podcast has been so incredible. All those wonderful artists talking along with you and Kat, uh, also amazing people, makes for such interesting and amazing conversations about ERP, music, life, and more. I can't wait to hear more from you all. So sending you all so much love. This ended up being a lot longer than I thought. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> wow, that was really kind. Was Thank so you, kind. Helen. Thank you. We love hearing uh, feedback and we just like hearing that um, just us being silly together and enjoying our time together once a week, which we both, I'm, well, I speak for myself. I look really forward to. Um, it's nice to hear that it makes us feel good. And in return, we're making other people for feel sure. Good too. And that's so nice that she shared that. That's like, this is what gets me all warm and fuzzy is that people take their time and send messages via voice or via um, email or whatever about over a discord, which sounds very scientific. And I'm not sure what a discord is. Is it a computer program? It's a chat. It's, it's like a, a chat, chat thing. group. Is it in DOS? No. Oh, that's what I pictured it. I pictured it in DOS. Okay. You can keep picturing it there if it makes you feel better. It is like when I was in college and we'd go in and beep, boop, boop. Um, Pandora and um, I mean, so Paradox and the resort and all that kind of stuff. And it was all in docs. And then you'd split off into rooms. I was NASA and EYSA. If anybody was there, maybe you remember me. I was kind of a big shot. <laughs> anyway. Sometimes when you let your geek flag fly like that, it cracks me out. What else do you want to share this week? Anything? Do you know that um, people bought us drinks? We got some drinks? Yeah. And I have a little story about these drinks that, um, first of all, thank you, Kat Moore, Michelle, and Alana. Is it? I don't I know. I think Alana, A, it's um, E-L-A-N-A. Okay. So the thing is, is that they sent us these drinks, but I think that um, when people send us drinks, we should actually go out on drink with for drinks, and then we'll FaceTime the the person who gives us the drink. You and me will all be in a bar at random places around the country having drinks together. Okay, back up. So so when people okay. send us a drink. They can yeah. do that, you know, like people, they go to our website and they send us a drink, like to support us and to support the work that we're doing. And just to make sure that, you know, you know, that they show their appreciation and everything's on the up and up. So my thing is like, okay, for instance, Kat Moore, she sent us some drinks. Mm -hmm. Let's go for drinks. We're all okay. vaccinated. Yeah. So I'm going to get on, um, I'm going to go over to Barb and Dick's down the road. Okay. I'm going to dial up cat. Okay. I'm going to have an old fashioned cat can have what she wants. You go to the bar there. I don't know what's there. Do they the have tipsy goats? Yeah. Okay. Go okay. over there and we'll all have drinks together as a thank you for sending us these drinks. I like this idea, but how do we know that let's say cat, how do we know cats available when you're available and I'm available? There's no choice. 
I call the shots. I'm going to be- <laughs> now we're doing shots. It has to be shots. Can it just what if it's two o'clock in the afternoon? Can I just matter. go to Starbucks? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter I mean, what yes, you're you drinking. You can go to Starbucks. Yes. I mean, there's probably people who don't drink. I don't know those people. Okay. Well, we could go to Starbucks. We could have a bottle of water at the gas station at the quick trip. It doesn't matter. Okay. What if <laughs> I like this idea? I do. I'm just thinking of scheduling. You know me. I just want to know. I you just, just you just tell just me what time. I show the appreciation to our listeners that buy us drinks. Like, how can we show our appreciation? You know, like Kat and Michelle and Alana, like, they all went out of their way and they did this. What can we do for them? I see what you're saying. What about if next week, we? what if every time someone buys us a drink, you and I do a shot while we're recording, I take a screenshot of us doing the shot and we put it uh, somewhere. I think that's a good idea. Okay. What are we going to drink? I don't know. Banana liqueur. I'm going to have to. Yes. And I'm going to have to go to Goodwill and get a shot glass. I can do this. It's not a problem. Okay. I think you can do this by the next time we record. For sure. I'm at Goodwill all the time. Okay. So what if somebody buys us five drinks? Do we have to do five shots? We can't do that. Oh, that'd be bad. How about, hmm, we'll have to toss this idea around a little bit maybe, mm-hmm. but I think we're on to something. I think we could definitely do a shot per person. Yes. How about per person? Well, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, cat, the shots for you. Thanks for the drink. Right. Banana right. liqueur down the gullet. Michelle, thanks for the shot. I mean, thanks for the drink. The shots for you. Banana mm-hmm, liqueur mm-hmm. down the gullet. Helena, right. if we get five people, we'll do five shots. Catherine. I'm going to bed after this. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, but are we going to get up the next day? Like I said, it's a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll iron out the kinks. Uh, okay, I, I like I like the direction this is headed in, though. Maybe some where from our listeners? Sure, sure. You put it out there. We'll we'll mull it. Thanks for listening to Why Not. You can find us online at whynot.com, and you can find us on Twitter at whynotp. Thank you so much. Really You're a weirdo. No, the gummies are helping me relax. You know what I just realized too? We haven't seen Bobo. He's not dead, is he? He didn't die. Where was Bobo well, the I last mean, time we saw him? On the lake? No. With the He was with the um lacy ladies. He was with the Lacey ladies. I don't remember where he's at, but he's going to show up at some point too. I should have added that into what do I think is going to happen? Bobo return. Why can't we remember where Bobo was when we last left off? Because it was episodes ago. He was with the Lacey ladies. Remember? He He hasn't been in this season at all, right? Is he gone forever? No, I like him. I think. When did we get rid of Bobo? 
the last time we saw him, he, oh, he was at the mine. He was at the mine and he had the, he had the metal through his body. Remember? And did Doc throw him in a well? That's wrong. <laughs> Is he in a Doc well? Doc threw him in the well. And put the, the put wooden the lid on it, on right? It. Yes. That's right. So that's where we saw him last, is in a well. That's right. And you claim that no. there's a ladder on the well. No. There's that not there's a ladder. Not a there's a little room in the well. I'm gonna draw you a picture of the well. From what I understand. Again, I'm just a fan. I have theories. Some of them are BS. Some of them I call in phone a friend. I ask Kevin, I ask Laura, I ask other people. I'm not an artist. This doesn't, this is not a good drawing of a well. This looks like a boot or a Christmas stocking. Look at this. This is the well. When we look down the well, this is the part we see. But there's a hole and it goes this way too. Why? Because that's what everyone says. And there's a couple shots, I don't know in what episodes. But you can see either Bobo or Doc come out like that. Oh, really? So technically, when Winona went down here to get Peacemaker, Doc could have been over here napping or something. Or watching um, the Packer game. Yeah, he's probably it's like Netflix apartment. and chilling. Mm-hmm. There's a breath. Well, restroom. It's like a Ninja Turtle sewer situation. Well, that's what I'm thinking. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in a real well, I wouldn't picture that because that would mean that there's like this overflow of water that's rotting in, over there. But okay. Thank you. you buy it. You're that welcome. Was an amazing graphic. I'm, I'm surprised maybe I'll post go it. into that. I think you should post that. I might post that on the Twitter later. It looked like a sock, but no, it was a well. Yeah, it's definitely a well. <laughs> Clearly. And then you should have put Michael in the bottom. Michael Eklund? Yeah. No, Spain. That's not his name. No, Michael Eklund is the, the actor. Michael Eklund is the actor. Svein. Robert Bobo. Spain. Robert. Bobo. That's right. Robert Bobo Spain. All right. I can't drop her. It would just be a stick person. Get a boot. All right. Is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.